Hello and welcome to The Book Album, your place for everything related to reading and language. I'm your host, Mackenzie Gens. Now, bookmark that book and let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Hello and herzlich willkommen zu unserem Podcast. So excited to be with you all today as we dive into a new year of podcasting. Woohoo! So exciting. Happy New Year to everybody who's listening. Uh, we are posting this episode on Monday, the 8th of January, and we're already a week into the new year, which is amazing. I'm so excited and uh, have already started implementing some goals for this first quarter of the new year, which we'll talk about today in an episode loosely on productivity, on reading, on setting reading goals, what I'm doing this year. It's a little bit more of a personal Patreon style episode, but I thought to start the new year and bring in the good vibes for podcasting, it would be the perfect fit. So a couple of quotes have just stuck with me over the past several, several weeks as I've started thinking about New Year's resolutions and reflecting on the aspects I really enjoy about my life and the aspects that I can improve. And so the two quotes are one from James Clear's book Atomic Habits, which I read a couple years ago at this point, and it still ends up being such a transformative message for my life. I still use the tactics that I learned from the book, and I'm sure I'm due for a reread soon. Um, We also did, by the way, a podcast on Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, You can check that out in the show notes at relevanceofliterature.com slash notes under the note for this episode if you'd like to look at that. But the quote is, quote, You do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems, unquote. And the second quote is from John Mark Comer's book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, which is a book that I read twice last year. I read it first in the beginning half of the year, and then I read it again in November. And that book was also really transformative for me. It gave me a lot of food for thought, and I think that it's, you know, it's an easy read. It's um, not, it's written in a very conversational style, Um, so it's a very approachable book, Um, but the messages in it and the themes that Comer discusses are very, very rich. Um, And so the reread really, really helped my understanding of the book and the concepts and how to apply them. That Comer writes, quote, each system is perfectly designed to get the results it gets, unquote. And I'm taking both of these a bit out of context here. Of course, James Clear and John Mark Comer have very different aims in talking about systems in this case, Um, but all the same, It has occurred to me over and over again over the last several months that perhaps (laughs) the things that I could improve about my life are more due to the systems that I have in place for them rather than a general like lack of discipline, for example, or just a general um, happenstance. (laughs) And so I took a really deep dive and deep look at my systems. late last year and into the new year 
um, and we're going to be discussing how I'm changing my system for reading just as one example for how I did this sort of reflection and how I'm approaching goals for the new year. I really don't love the conversation around New Year's resolutions, especially because the connotation around New Year's resolutions, for those people who actually set them, which is like less than half of the US population I heard, um, those who actually set them and those who actually keep the goals or resolutions rather that they set, it's, it's like a very small percentage. And so for me, I want to approach the issue a bit differently. Um, and I always have these sort of like New Year's goals. I think I use New Year's more as a time for reflection rather than a time for, you know, this goal setting fervor that many people have, especially on the internet. Um, and so that's the posture that I'm going to bring not only to this episode today, but to the goals that I've set for the new year. I'm looking at it more as a shift in how I'm reflecting and looking at the things I want to improve rather than all of these arbitrary metrics that I want to hit. And of course, that goes to say metrics are important. They're important because if your goal isn't measurable, it's very hard to determine how you're reaching it and how you're doing. However, metrics can also detract from your goal experience if they're the only reason why you're doing that goal. There has to be, in my opinion, a very concrete reason why you're changing something because change is difficult, right? And when it gets difficult, when there is that resistance in your way, um, if you think about anything from writing every day to reading to exercising, the resistance will get you if you don't have really strong systems in place to counteract it and also a really strong reason why you want to improve or change something about your life. So that's all to say, in my New Year's reflections, I of course am looking at my systems, one of which is for reading, so I'll detail now a an overview or a short glimpse into what my reading journey has been like over the last few years. So when I first started this podcast, I was reading a book a week, um, 52 books a year. I was actually reading far more than that, however. <laughs> I was reading about 70, 72 books a year, 60 sometimes, but I was reading, you know, 1.25 to 1.5 books a week a little under or over that, depending on the year. Um, I was a high school student. I was a very average high school student, I like to tell people. <laughs> um, and especially in my last year of high school, I had pretty much finished up everything that I needed to do for college, etc. And I was focusing mostly on my auditions for music conservatory. Um, so I had a lot of free time on my hands, especially when I wasn't doing the driving for my family. I was in the car a lot of the time or on planes or in transit of various sorts all over the country. And I'm, I look back now and I just am so filled with gratitude for um, the amazing opportunities that I had as a young high school student, um, especially with regard to music, because I understand that not everybody has that opportunity to audition places that are far away from where they live. Um, shifting now into college, my first year, 
of college um, was <laughs> all of college. <laughs> All of undergrad was um, amazing. It was, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I loved every day of it. Um, it some days were not uh, enjoyable in the sense that, you know, I was kicking back and relaxing. Um, in fact, most of my college experience was just a very hard grind, but I really enjoyed being on campus. I enjoyed the energy there. Um, and I'm so grateful for the resources and the opportunities that I got there. Um, and I just kind of read very intensively. Looking back, I had a lot of problems um, with sleeping my first year because I was stressed, I was in a new environment, etc. So I would wake up around 11, 12 after going to bed at around 8 or 9 and I would read for two hours <laughs> every night, um, which I realized was kind of forcing me into this weird like almost biphasic sleep pattern <laughs> and so um, eventually I stopped that but I got a lot of reading done towards the end of 2018 early 2019 because of that really weird sleep schedule and then after that after I fixed my sleep schedule I got more into reading before bed and in the mornings as well like during breakfast for example and I would basically find like any time during the day to read that I could and of course I was doing readings for class I was practicing oboe but I really really prioritized reading over you know things like partying or things like this that, that wasn't really my scene in college um, and I kept up with it and I would say at this point my reading dropped a bit to exactly 52 books a year and I would likely read a lot more during certain periods of the year so instead of kind of having a consistent flow of books I was reading I was reading a lot more like in January, in December, in August in particular like places where I wasn't in classes and I had a lot more time to just devote to reading all day Later in college, so this is junior, senior years, um, during my senior year, I met my partner and soon-to-be fiancé, John, who, okay, we have a podcast. It's called Parting the Atlantic. I know we haven't posted it in a while. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> but John and I met in the first quarter of my senior year, so just as the year was starting for school. Um, and that's when I really started to notice a decline in my reading um, because I was starting to spend more time and aside from the relationship, more time with people in general. And so my weekends um, especially were filled with, you know, coffee shop visits and walks and, you know, fun activities with people that I loved and people who I would be missing very soon after leaving Chicago. Not to mention graduate school applications and job applications, which I was like feverishly <laughs> like filling out and getting feedback on um, throughout that first quarter. And so I did reach my reading goal in 2021, which is sort of the first semester of my senior year of undergrad. And then in 2022, a lot happened all at once <laughs> that my reading was not prepared for. Um, in June of 2022, I graduated from Northwestern University. I graduated with a dual degree. It was very exciting and I uh, had like a lot of work right at the finish just to see everything off and I put a lot of work into my finals and my final papers. Not that I 
needed to, but I wanted to. Also, I had COVID during this time, so I was very um, disappointed in not being able to participate in a lot of those activities leading up to graduation, and so I had a lot of time <laughs> to put in towards those finals. Um, and I was not reading um, a ton aside from class during this time either. After I graduated, I had a week in Arizona before I circumnavigated the world. And I did read actually um, a book a week and more during my circumnavigation, um, which now that I look back really surprised me, uh, surprises me. But at the same time, I know that with all the transit, with all the flights, with all of the um, craziness that goes on with a trip like that. Um, I probably was searching for some sort of comfort and stability, which makes a lot of sense. Also, I had my Kindle, I had headphones for audiobooks, um, and a lot, a lot of 10-hour flights. Um, so again, grateful for all of these opportunities. It was an amazing year. Um, I'm so fortunate. Um, and more to the point, it did affect my reading. When I arrived in Germany for the start of my master's program in fall of 2022, my reading took a huge hit. I was very stressed. Looking back at that time, I realized that um, I was maladjusting to sort of all of these changes, especially I moved uh, to Munich the week I got back from my circumnavigation. Um, as you can imagine, I have like zero belongings at this point. <laughs> Um, and so I was literally just had a backpacking backpack that I brought back and forth to places, um, including when I moved back from undergrad. Um, and so, yeah, I essentially moved. I jet set it off to Munich and had to sort everything from an apartment to um, entrance exams for my university to the scholarship that I received and. Um, it's been amazing since then, and it was a really rough start, um, and that took a toll on my reading. So I think that that adjustment window is really where the problems, not only with the podcast, but also the reading started. And I'm willing to admit that before then, for example, during the circumnavigation or during the prep uh, period between graduation and the circumnavigation, um, that things had started to get a little looser and fall short, like maybe I would miss one podcast every two, three months in early 2022, and I wasn't thinking that much of it at the time, but that did snowball because the systems that I had for making podcasts, for example, or for reading, were starting to not fit as well with the life that I was leading. Um, and, you know, for example, like reading in those in-between times um, became a lot harder when I was, you know, out all day doing research and um, exploring different places. I often didn't bring a book because I just wanted to take it in. Um, and I, I think that was the right decision for myself at the time. Fast forwarding into 2023. Um, I started to just fix a lot of these systems that um, I had kind of let go by the wayside when I was organizing to live in Munich. Um, and I was starting to see like really big improvements with like 
Um, my study program, my master's, is in German, so there's not very much English involved, like sometimes academic articles or something, but I was seeing like a lot more stability in my German language abilities. I was seeing that I was developing relationships with people that were, you know, starting to become really deep and settled, which I didn't have when I moved. That's probably part of the reason why I had such a hard time moving to Munich, because I was alone. I didn't know anybody. Um, and I still have yet to meet an American at the LMU. I know they exist. <laughs> However, I have yet to meet one. <laughs> so um, that aside, um, I started to create a better foundation for myself in Munich. And that is what has really helped with everything, with podcasting, to reading, to writing, all of these sort of things that um, I could start building back into my life are because I had a firmer foundation in Munich. And now that I know um, that, you know, what an international move is like, what it entails, the things that I'm going to have to uh, work proactively towards for the next time, now that I kind of have all these things in sight, I know that when I move back to the States, either this year, next year, whenever it is, um, I'm going to have like a better idea of how to adjust these systems, which systems to like temporarily uh, pause, all of these things, um, so that things like reading, things that I really care about, don't take sort of this two-year hiatus. So in 2022, of course, I did not meet my reading goal, like not even close. I think I read like 30-something books in 2022. I just checked. I read 34 books in 2022, which is like 20 books less than I had been used to reading. Like I halved my reading in 2022 uh, and 10x the amount of like travel and stuff that I did. So I was replacing the time with things that I loved and valued. Um, and then in 2023, I read 47 books. Um, which is, I was so close to my goal, I really did think, you know, at a certain point in December, like, oh, I can totally, you know, <laughs> read like seven books this week. And um, I could have done that maybe, but at the same time, like, I went through a reading identity crisis in 2023, like in March, April of 2023, um, and realized that I want to enjoy the books that I'm reading and not just read them to get this sort of numerical goal um, in place. And that's sort of what I was saying about the metrics earlier. Um, there were years early on when I first started this reading goal where of course I just had to read things or speed read things or whatever I had to do to get the 52 books in. Um, and now I'm at a place where I feel comfortable with the reality that I want to read and spend my time on books that I'm really going to benefit from and enjoy. And sometimes that means getting through the first hundred pages and, you know, being a little bit skeptical about the book. <laughs> um, but then by the end, understanding that there's probably going to be one thing in that book that I can really take away, um, whether it's the writing or the content or um, symbolism or whatever it is in the book. Before then, you know, and I still don't um, put books aside. Um, I typically do like read a book all the way through once I start it. Um, 
And that was sort of a, a habit, I almost said a hobbit, uh, a habit that I had always um, with books. But, you know, that might mean that the first hundred pages I don't sort of judge as harshly <laughs> as I might have before. I think that, you know, earlier in my reading, um, I really did view the first hundred pages as like, the cornerstone of the book and the book's foundation and sort of how I would view the book always. But now those things are, um, I have put those things in a different perspective. So of course, throughout this podcast's existence, my reading has changed quite significantly. Um, this time around in 2024, I've really taken a deep dive uh, to evaluate my systems around reading, to evaluate the things that um, I want out of my reading. And I would say that the basic idea that I want to be very intentional, conscientious about the books that I choose to read, the books that I pick up for the first time, um, that has to stay because in order to reach this goal at this point in my life, I don't have enough time to consistently read books that I don't enjoy anymore just because they're supposedly lauded or people I know like them. Um, I really need to choose and pick books that I love and that I'm going to really enjoy the act of reading. And that will provide some of the motivation for sure for continuing on in the reading goal. Um, so I've developed sort of a loose system or like sort of, I call it a web of systems, um, things that will really help me um, when it comes to accomplishing reading goals or other goals. So what has worked in the past, right, has been reading before bed and reading on public transit or other forms of transportation. And looking back, I have definitely dropped the ball with both of those things. Um, for a time, reading before bed didn't work for me in Munich, um, especially I was just really stressed and I wasn't finding books that I felt calmed <laughs> by. Um, and so, you know, now that I'm more settled, I have re-implemented in November, uh, reading before bed. That has really helped, um, not only my sleeping, but also just helping me read more pages in the day. Um, so that's one sort of system and I've done a habit stack with my bedtime and wake up routines. You can reference Atomic Habits or just Google it if you don't know what a habit stack is. Um, but that's really, really helped. So that's one component of a system that I've implemented to read a little bit more. Also, I have replaced um, or I had replaced um, these transit rides. I am on the bus and the metro and the subway constantly in Munich. I love it. Um, I'm really like a huge fan of the public transportation system here. Um, and I was basically on my phone, honestly, or also doing homework on the train, um, which I know a lot of people do, but it's not for me. It makes me stressed out actually <laughs> to be like having to do something on the train. Um, and I decided to um, create systems where a lot of the things I was doing on the train were things that I could have and should have been more proactive about. So for example, reading articles for class the next day or 
uh, answering emails or messages. So I've put windows of time uh, right in the beginning of my day. So I've kind of like I've added some time onto my morning routine essentially to answer messages. So I have a set designated time to answer messages and emails every morning. And then I have a set designated time two days in advance of each class to do any readings or things assigned last minute for the class. Unfortunately, this semester, that's our reality. We've kind of constantly gotten things a day or two before class to read or to think about. Um, so I've had to really like radically adjust how I am pre-prepping for those things and how I'm proactively looking for things like emails and messages that I need to attend to. And thus, now I have time starting in December or so to read on public transit rather than do those things that I should have been proactively organizing earlier. The other thing that I think is um, a no-brainer, but also something I wanted to mention, um, is to just have a book with me at all times. Um, this was problematic, or has been problematic, especially because I'm reading really thick books right now. I'm reading Herkunft by Sasha Stanisitz, um, and that is a thick book. It's a hardcover. It's really long. Um, I've been reading a lot of Dickens right now. I'm reading Barnaby Rudge and the Pickwick Papers. We're going to have podcasts on those, don't worry. Um, and then, you know, I've been reading, like, um, a lot of just, like, really thick books lately. Um, and so that's not very practical, right, when I have, like, a smallish bag that I'm bringing to and from class. Um... But I've decided, you know, I'm going to have audiobooks. Those are not so good for public transit because, like, public transit can be loud. Um, but I also have these, this device that I've done, like, seven episodes on <laughs> called the Kindle. So I've been bringing my Kindle with me. I've been bringing um, smaller books with me as well. I'm reading Gathering Moss by Robin Wall Kimmerer right now. That's a really thin book. So I've been bringing books like that with me, or just like, you know, I read Hamnet um, by O'Farrell um, a few days ago. So those kinds of books, much easier to transport. Um, so I'm trying to balance that more as well, like what books I have with me um, and that I have a book with me at all times. That seems to be quite key to this whole process. And lastly, um, there's sort of two uh, sides to podcasting that I'll talk about. One is I used to plan in 2021 was probably my best year for this podcasting endeavor. I used to plan like well in advance what I wanted to podcast about. Um, and that really helped my reading schedule because if I knew in two weeks I'm going to have a podcast about such and such book, then I need to read that book like now, um, or at least like the week before. And so when I planned out the podcasting, my reading fell into step quite naturally. Um, and so while I don't want to like rein myself into a set reading program for the year, what I do want to do is look at the month that I'm going to be podcasting. So in December, I looked at January, what I wanted to produce in January. Um, I looked at, okay, I want to publish 
an episode every week this year. We're going to be, um, I'm hoping to publish then like 52 episodes or so. Um, so what am I going to talk about? What am I going to publish? And some of those episodes um, will be, you know, non-book reviews like this episode. Um, and part of my um, goal planning was making peace with that and saying, okay, then let's do something that I'm going to really enjoy and hopefully will benefit people um, who are listening. And here we are. So I've planned out at least towards the end of January what I will be reading for the podcast and what I will be reviewing. There's going to be, spoiler alert, a lot of Pickwick papers this month, um, which is a hilarious and amazing book. You all should definitely read it. (laughs) Um, And then the other side of podcasting is I, part of the reason I started a podcast is because I love listening to podcasts. Uh, I have a serious, like, podcast thing. Like, I just love podcasts, um, and I have for a really long time. Um, And I listen to, accordingly, I listen to a ton of podcasts. um, And I just thought to myself, maybe something that could help is changing or redirecting some of that podcasting towards reading audiobooks, for example, or I guess listening to audiobooks. Um, While I'm cooking and cleaning, especially the time that I reserve in my day to listen to podcasts, and that can go two, three hours depending on what I'm cooking. I love to cook, so... I think that, you know, even splitting the difference and listening to a podcast every other day and reading an audiobook every other day will help my reading endeavors. And so that's the next step that I'm implementing is planning my own podcasts for the reading and substituting some of the podcasts that I personally listen to for audiobooks. And to wrap up this episode here, um, I wanted to talk about my why and why I read, why I love reading, um, to really anchor these systems and these goals, if you will, into a firm foundation, into a firm grounding for not only for the year, but as I continue to sort of stack these systems on each other, um, the things that I've implemented already last year have really helped and have really worked and I saw a huge jump in how much I was reading and how much I was enjoying reading at the end of the last year because of these changes. Um, But moving into this year, I think that the podcast planning and the podcast replacement will be a really difficult next step for me um, just because of it's easy. (laughs) It's really easy not to plan podcasts. It's easy not to change my podcasting listening habits. Um, So these are sort of things that um, I feel I'll meet more resistance in the process of implementing. Um, So here's my why. The first and the thing that I talk about the most on this show is that reading really broadens my empathy and it expands this sort of creative, awe-inspired feeling um, that I love to approach life with. Um, and so reading is just this this 
tool, this habit that really fills me with so much joy and um, helps me see other perspectives. It really builds that muscle of looking at someone and trying to step into their feet. Erwin um, McManus has this really like beautiful metaphor that true empathy isn't stepping into someone's shoes, it's stepping into someone's feet um, and essentially like walking with their feet, um, which I love. I think that that really gets at what literature especially does. Um, it also, um, I think more selfishly, gives me a really good sense of where my own writing fits in with the broader oeuvre of books and literature. Um, you know, if I read a memoir, there is that sense of, oh, that's really, that that device that they used or that like anecdote, the way they told that, the perspective, whatever it is, like there's a sense that, hmm, like that's something that like maybe I've done before or that's something that um, I find also effective in my writing. Like there's this, not comparison, but there's a sense that I can better gauge what my writing is and how good it is as well um, if I'm reading more and I have a good sense of what's being published at the moment. Um, so as I move into um, this journey this year of attempting to publish a book, um, which is something that's coming and I'm sure I'll make a couple podcasts um, in relationship to that process. Um, but as I start going that down that road, I think it's really important to have a very like sober gauge of my own writing, not to think like, oh, this memoir is, you know, one of a kind, it'll change people's lives, but rather to look at it um, and be able to assess the work um, as something that works or doesn't work ultimately, <laughs> as something that's like effective as a piece of writing, just like straight up. Um, a little bit, like to have that sense of detachment. Um, so selfishly, that's another why for me, why I love reading and why reading is a very useful tool in my toolkit at this stage in my life. Um, and also thirdly, um, and I think most importantly, reading is something that I can share with others. Um, especially, as I said before, there's this sense that I have that if I read, there's one idea at least from every book that I can take away and that I can share and transmit with others. Um, and that's a huge mainstay of, um, if you know me, <laughs> you know that you're probably gonna be filled with facts and random <laughs> tidbits and um, interesting stories. Like that's just, that's so much of my identity is sharing stories and information and ultimately I'm a curious person um, but that curiosity is really only sated when I can share that information with people and get their responses and their reaction uh, reactions and use that information in some way and so I would say that this is really the the heart of not only why I started the show, which is to share literature, to make it accessible for people who haven't had the opportunities that I have had to learn how to analyze and look at literature um, and to kind of make it their own in that way. Um, but also, you know, something that I can share with uh, my friends, the people around me in book clubs, 
that's all hugely important to my reading experience and what I hope to accomplish with my reading every year. Thank you all so much for listening today. I hope that you enjoyed this very chill uh, reading slash podcasting experience. I hope that you took time during this episode or will take time afterwards to reflect on your own reading and how it's changed over the years and what kind of systems you would like to implement or uh, change or keep in place as well uh, for your reading. And I will see you very, very shortly. We're going to be doing an episode on the Pickwick Papers next week, and I'm really excited to dive into that book with you all. Interestingly, we're going to be reading the book with the original serialization that the book came uh, to the world with, and um, there's a ton of serials. There's like 21 or 22 serials um, in the book. We're going to be grouping them together a little bit, but I'll make very clear at the beginning of each Dickens episode which chapters comprise which serials, and I think that will be kind of a fun experience, honestly. Um, that's something similar to what we did with Bleak House a couple years ago, um, and that's a podcasting series I really enjoyed with Dickens. Bleak House is still my favorite Dickens novel by far. It's just so like intricate and complex and funny and sad um, and just intellectual. So I'm hoping to bring something similar in terms of intention and energy to Pickwick Papers and later to one of Dickens' two historical novels, Barnaby Rudge. All right, y'all. See you next week. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to hear more from us, we've done everything from Shakespeare to Dracula. There really is a show and a series for everyone, so I'd recommend checking out our website at relevanceofliterature.com under the ongoing series tab for links to our entire back catalog of episodes, as well as any current goings-on of our show. If you are looking for even more content, we also have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash relevance of literature. Thank you so much for your support, and we'll see you next time.